Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. And today we are going to talk about angels, as we do every Friday on Go With Angels. But today, instead of referring to my book, I want to talk a little bit about the Bible, because that's where most of us originally learned about angels was in Sunday school or Bible school, church, sometimes little stories. But um, yesterday I I read to you something that I had written in response to a question I got online about how do you rectify and justify your belief in angels being born Catholic. And I was born and raised Catholic and I explained that in yesterday's story, so you might want to go back and listen to yesterday's show and see what my thoughts were. Also, yesterday I had a caller from Georgia, Maddie, who spent the half hour with me and got along splendidly. We talked about all kinds of things about angels. Scripture never actually indicates the exact number of angels that were created, but it often alludes to an innumerable host when God was visiting Moses on Mount Sinai, according to Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 2, he came from the ten thousands of holy ones, flaming fire at his right hand. Now, I've talked in the past about my thoughts about the Bible. It's a great storybook based on reality. And as an author, I can tell you, that that basis on reality can be a very small scrap. It can be one thing that is true or that inspires a story. It doesn't mean the story is true verbatim unless you're one of those believers, and that's fine if you are. For me, I don't take it literally, but I do know that God speaks to men, women, children, dogs, cats, everything that lives and breathes, even the trees. He talks to us. He talks through us. And the voice, as Maddie and I discussed yesterday, is very, very subtle, very quiet. Because if God had to compete with all the noise that's in our world and in our heads, the sound would deafen us. So he speaks in soft, subtle ways, little whispers. So today I want to talk to you about the kinds of angels. Do you know how many kinds of angels there are? Most sources that I've researched say there are nine kinds of angels. 
They are the seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities. Then they come down to the archangels and angels that we all know more about. Um, I would say the reason is they're a little more present in our lives than the others. And let me tell you some about these uh, other kinds of angels. Seraphim means the fiery ones. It is the plural of seraph, S-E-R-A-P-H. These angels are mentioned in the Bibles as having faces, hands, and feet. Each seraph has six wings. They use four of those wings to cover themselves in the presence of God as a sign of humility. The interesting little note I learned yesterday that Lucifer, the devil, was once a seraph. And as you know, the gift of humility seems to have eluded him. The two wings are what they use to fly with. They're constantly calling out, holy, holy, holy. And they are, they're, they're, their purpose is to worship God continuously. Again, something Satan had no desire to do. They're often depicted in religious art. They're considered fiery serpents. And not even the other divine beings are supposed to look at them. There are only four seraphim. Each has four faces and six wings. Now, if you think about it, four faces, it gives them the power to see in all directions. When they come to earth, and they come to earth often, they leave their serpent appearance behind and tend to project themselves as tall, thin, clean-cut humans. Originating in ancient Judaism, the term seraph and seraphim plays a role in subsequent Judaism, Christianity, and Islam beliefs. Tradition places seraphim in the highest rank in Christian angiology, fifth rank of ten instead of nine in the Jewish angelic hierarchy. I'm not sure where they place in Islam. Now, another angel that I want to talk about, especially since this is uh, February, we're, you know, four days away from Valentine's Day. Cherubim are the angels who are closest to God. They encircle the throne and emit an intense, fiery light, which represents his love. And if you've ever been exposed to that light, oh, my gosh, it is unbelievable. I've seen it rarely. But I'll never forget the times I've seen it. Ancient art depicts cherubim as sphinx-like, which are, you know, the the sphinx in Egypt is a stoic face. And it looks a little bit like a lion, a little bit like a person. But they are winged creatures with human faces. They are not the fat little babies with wings that we see on the covers of romantic books or greeting cards for Valentine's Day. Um, Cupid is probably 
uh, one of the names of the cherubim. But the names that I found are Ophaniel, Rikbael, and Zophiel. And I know I'm probably mispronouncing them. Probably Ophaniel, probably Ophaniel, Rikbael, and Zophiel. But it doesn't really matter because if you call out with that intent, the angels know who you're talking to. Now, this is one that surprised me when I found it. The third in line, according to the Christian belief, are thrones. I never realized that a throne was the name of an angel. These are the keepers of celestial records, and they hold the knowledge of God. They have been sent to earth with great tasks. They were the ones who expelled Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Throne's appearance is perhaps the most bizarre. It's said to look like great glowing wheels covered in eyes. They serve as God's chariot and dispenses judgment in order to carry out his desires for all of us. The angels in the second choir can exist in a state of transition between the celestial and human worlds. They're considered heavenly governors attempting to strike a balance between matter and spirit, good and bad. Now, I want to let you listen to this music while I just do a real quick little research and see if I can find the names of thrones. I have found another reference to the Bible in Psalm 89, verse 7. It mentions the heavenly council of angels. In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared, which means respected. He is more awesome than all who surround him. In Daniel 7, uh, 7 verse 9, the angels are said to were, let me just quote, thrones were set in place and the ancient of days, meaning God, took his seat. Now, we have wise angels who are the dominions down to the guardian angels. And the throne considered one of the wisest of all the angels. If you've prayed for guidance about what is best for you, the thrones may appear. God's perfectly balanced of love and truth in every decision he's made is why the thrones try to do the same. They express both mercy and justice. They balance truth and love. And they make wise decisions. I'm still searching for the names of thrones, but I haven't haven't seen that yet.
Well, I, they may not have names. That's something that people like to put on on um, anything. You know, we like to label stuff. However, I know that some of the angels do show us their names. That's very sweet of them, I think. The... Um, Yeah, I already said that. The next one is dominions. Some people call them dominations. Under the highest angelic forms lay the middle angels. And middle angels. I don't think middle angels are little angels, though. Think of them kind of like middle management. They receive orders from seraphim and cherubim, then dish out their duties to the worker, be angels of the lower orders. Their main purpose is to make sure the cosmos remains in order by sending down power to heads of government and other authority figures. Well, I can tell you that right now, I think a lot of our authority figures need to boost Zadkiel, who is the chief of the order. Sometimes he's called Hashmal. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's a different religious belief. But I think I'm going to be praying the Zadkiel sends down more wisdom and good decisions to the heads of government in all of the countries of the world. The virtues are also angels. They're shaped like sparks of light. They're in charge of maintaining the natural order. And they inspire living things in areas such as science. They also take orders from the angels above and convert them into miracles for the deserving. And we are all deserving of miracles. When they make themselves known to us in their earthly form, they're usually musicians, artists, healers, and scientists who work with the power of love and they work with physics. The um, folklore or common belief is that the two angels who assisted Jesus when he ascended into heaven were probably virtues. Now, I've heard of other kinds of virtues. There's a thing called a virtue name, which is also known as a grace name. Those are often common names, personal names in other cultures. They express virtues that the parents wish their child would embody as or be associated with as they grow up. Now, I know some people who have named their children or nicknamed their children things like grace, felicity, faith, or hope. They're not necessarily religious when people name them that, but the Puritans express their values through creative names. Some Puritan virtue names were compound imperatives, such as search the scriptures or praise God. And someone, huh, interesting, praise God barebone was an English leather seller, preacher, and fifth monarchist. He is best known for giving his name to the barebones Parliament of the English Commonwealth in 1653. His son Nicholas might have been given the name, if Jesus Christ had not died for thee, thou hast been damned. 
I think they decided that was a little bit uh, too much, so they just called him Nick. They are sometimes called oratory names, but virtues, um, I know there are virtues. What are, I think there are seven. They are prudence or wisdom, justice, fortitude or courage, and temperance, which means self-control. Uh, Those are the four biggest ones. Let me read the list of seven. Humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence. All good virtues to have, good qualities to have. If you're listening and you'd like to call in, my number is 516-418-5651. I'll be here till I finish my list of angels, run out of stuff to talk about, or for another 27 minutes when I get shut down. In the list of angelic, angelic hierarchy, after virtues come powers. In their celestial form, powers appear like brightly colored hazy fumes. I've seen a few of those. Powers are like border patrol agents between heaven and earth. They're the angels of birth and death. Some believe that they also preside over demons who wish to overthrow the world. While St. Paul thought the powers themselves were the evil ones. Powers are a group of experts who serve as advisors in terms of religion, theology, and ideology. Best known to us because they are most like us with their vulnerability to sinning. Um, let me continue on and look and see what this says about powers, angels, names. It doesn't often give me this. Um, Apparently, there are more than 170 different angels that have been named. If I have time, I'll go over those in a little bit. Um, After powers, we have the principalities. These angelic beings are shaped like rays of light, which explains why I feel that when the sun's rays are coming down through clouds, those are angels. Just like a principal in school, it's the principalities who overlook, oversee everything. They guide our entire world, nations, cities, and towns. They're in charge of religion and politics. Okay, folks, let's start praying to the principalities. If their plate wasn't full enough, the principalities are in charge of managing the angels who come below them, the ones we know best. The principalities... Um, can make a difference. I think if we all beseech them, religion and politics, because those are the ones that guide us. Paul said, the principalities and powers which are the sum total of evil powers that threaten men in heaven and earth. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 says, they are the angels that guide and protect nations or groups of people. 
and institutions such as the church. And apparently, according to the Bible, Jesus alone reigns above principalities and powers of darkness. Far above, apparently. Jesus Christ is God manifested in the flesh to save us all from our sins and our unrighteousness. He has conquered death, hell, and the grave and all the principalities of this world for our sake so that through him we can live forevermore. We don't need to search for other powers. That's why a lot of people don't believe you should reach out to angels because if the angels... Um, if, if we can talk to angels, they also don't believe we can talk to dead people or that we should talk to um, Virgin Mother or her grandmother, Anna. So everybody's a little different uh, in their belief. I believe it's all open for debate, but I also, believe, I also know what I experience, and I experience angels speaking to me. In fact, I will probably, I've got time here, and no one's calling 516-418-5651 to break up my monologue. So I'm going to carry on here with archangels. They're below principalities. They respond best when dealing with matters involving all humankind rather than just one individual. But they will be there for you if you call on them. They appear in human form. They function among us as pioneers for change. Some of our explorers, philosophers, and human rights leaders have been archangels. This is most commonly known because they're mentioned by name in the Bible. Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Some people might call regular angels are the guardians of people and all things physical. And they are the most common type of angel. These angels are sent as messengers to humanity. Personal guardian angels come from this category. They also may protect and warn humans as well as act as warriors on behalf of God. Now, these angels, these regular angels... I know that I have many, many, many of those angels in my world. I have told you about some of them. I've mentioned a lot of them in my um, Go With Angels book. And I will tell you... um, trying to find my thing here uh, about Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet because I wanted to read that. That was, uh, that was a long poem I wrote to get into my book. So we'll see. Um, I have it right here. It's opening up. This was written in uh, 1995. And I'll just, I'll read the poem. It'll tell you what you need to know. Will our guardian angel really reveal her name? How many angels has one man? Do they all look the same? 
How will we even know if their names are truly theirs? What good will this knowledge do us? Should we even care? I was musing these thoughts one evening as I sat down with my son. He knew that my heart was troubled. He knew I needed someone. He suggested that I open a gift that I had bought for myself almost a full year before and had placed upon a shelf. I bought a statue of an angel because it was on sale and I wished I'd spent my money on a new flop and tail. I let the clerk wrap the box and even chose the bow. I decided to wait until I needed it before I let it go. I really thought one day I may need a ready gift. I never even suspected that this would give me a lift. At my teenager's request, I sat down next to him. I began to open the box and purely on a whim. I asked almost facetiously, Angel, what is your name? The answer that came out to me has not left me the same. As soon as I saw the cherubic face of the angel from the store, the name Alexander was in my mind. But I knew that there was more. So I asked once again to have the name revealed. Jonathan's name boomed in my heart. The voice seemed deep and real. Somehow I knew that these two were not the only ones. So I asked again and discovered Michael, who loves his fun. I had almost resolved myself that I had my angel three when I heard in my mind and in my heart, hey, what about me and Harriet? That was all that she said in a voice so beautiful and clear. It was known only myself and fell not on other ears. I have asked many times since that day, many, many times, and many other names have I heard from these angels of mine. If be true the things I hear, then these are my angels' names. I suggest that you ask for yours. It really is a shame, since we all have angels and they all know our names. Don't you think it's fitting for us to know the same? To sit quietly sometime and simply ask, who are you? You may find some surprising facts. What have you got to lose? And since this, I've learned that angel named Harriet has been my guardian angel since before I was born. And she is never far from my side. And I mean, when I say far, she is constantly at my side. She's with me always. Now, I promised that I would read a little more about other angels and their names. So there's an angel named Abatur, who's also called Abatur Rama, Abatur Muzania, Ancient of Days, Third Light, Yawar, Bakziwa, in the Mendiism religion. He is an Uthra angel, divine messenger of light. He weighs souls as the father of Uthras. Adanthan is also in the Mandaism religion. He stands at the gate of life in the world of light, praising and worshiping 
Rabbi. Rabbi. He's the guardian of the first river and stands at the gate of life. Ajil is the intelligence of Saturn mentioned as a spirit and works like the key of Solomon. As it says on the tenth plate, the first pentacle of Mercury, it's seventh to invoke its service to invoke the spirits who are under the firmament. This is in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Ajil is also known as Zazel at times. He's an archangel or perhaps a seraphim. Not quite sure. In the ancient Canaanite religion, there was an angel mentioned, Aglibal, a god from Palermo, originating from a North Syrian immigrant community. He is a moon god who was worshipped in the ancient Syrian city of Palermo as part of a trinity alongside Bel and Yarbal. And he's associated with the sun god Malakabal. So I'm going to skip down here a little bit more to Arachiel. Arachiel is a fallen angel. The second one mentioned in of the 20 watcher leaders of the 200 fallen angels in the book of Enoch. He was an archangel. Now, Adriel was mentioned in the Bible as a nobleman in the ancient kingdom of Israel. Adriel is also a guardian angel. And his domain is God's flock. So let's see. Here's an angel I know well. I've spoken with often. Ariel. An angel found primarily in Jewish and Christian mysticism and apocrypha. The literal meaning is the Lion of God. Ariel occurs in the Bible several times in talking about the human. But Ariel is an archangel and is supposedly to have the domain of personification of Israel. Azeel, A-Z-A-Z-E-L, Azazel appears in the Bible representing a desolate place where a scapegoat bearing the sins of the Jews during Yom Kippur was sent. Unfortunately, he is considered a fallen cherubim, but he teaches humans, unfortunately, evil arts and has rebelled against God. And then there's Azrael, the angel of death in some Abrahamic religions, perhaps Islam, popular in Christian and some forms of Judaism. Azrael is the angel angel of death and oversees retribution. Again, if you want to call, I'm going to be here another 10 minutes, perhaps. The number is 516-418-5651. I will continue with my list of angels in theology. There is an angel called Cassiel. This appears in extra-canonical Jewish, Christian, and Islamic works, often considered one of the seven archangels, angels of Saturn, and has other roles. And Cassiel has the domain of solitude and tears. So if you're feeling lonely and and just can't stop crying, call out to Cassiel 
for relief. If you want to talk to someone about serenity and devotion, reach out to Chamuel. He is the archangel in charge of devotion. Uh, let's see. Scroll down. Oh, here's a familiar, familiar sound. Gabrielle in Christianity and the Quran and the Hebrew Bible, the New Testament, the Quran, covering the three major religions. Gabrielle is an archangel who announces God's will to men. He was the one who told Mary she was going to bear a child, even though she had known no man. His, um, his domain is messengers, military, leaders of angels, destruction in Judaism. Gadriel, Gamaliel, Gubran, Hannibal. Hannibal was the god of Baal-Hadad, and his name means Baal is gracious. This is from Mesopotamia. So we come down here a little farther, and let's just see which name strikes my Joe Fiel. I love Joe Fiel. I think it goes by other names, but they're Zophiel, Zuriel, Archangel in Jewish and Christian Archangelology. He represents wisdom, understanding, and judgment. And that's why I call on Zophiel often. And some of these names I've never heard of, they just come to me and but I can tell you my angels' names, Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet, are just four on the tip of the iceberg. I have Andre, I have James, Jamie, Jim, Jimmy, Natalie, Tiffany, and many, many others. There is an angel called Mabahaya, who is one of the principalities. Metrachon is a name that we hear more and more frequently. He is the celestial scribe. He was mentioned three times in the Talmud, a few brief passages in the Agadah, and in the mystical Kabbalistic texts. He is one of the traces for the presence of dualistic proclivities in otherwise okay, confusing words. Even for me, it's just still a little early in my day. Michael, there are several Michaels. There is Michael the Archangel. There are Michael, I know a woman whose um, guardian angel is Andrew. Um, Not only is Michael an angel in the Jewish, Christian, and Islamic faith, also in the Baha'i faith. The earliest surviving mentions of his name were in the 2nd and 3rd century of, I'm not sure which um, faith, which time frame, B.C. or probably A.D. Um, he's the military angel of mercy, general in God's army. He's an angel of death. Muriel is derived from the Greek myrrh, 
the domination, our dominion. The angel of the month of June, associated with the astrological sign of cancer and invoked from the south. This Muriel is the patron of travelers and overseas administration. Uh, I'm trying to find a name that doesn't sound like all the other names. I found one that says Puriel. Raphael. Raphael is mentioned in the book of Tobit and in First Enoch. Estimated to date between 3rd and 2nd century BCE. He is listed as one of the heavenly visitors entertained by Abraham at the Oak of Mamre. Raphael is an archangel, leader of the virtues, one of the seraphs, and he performs all manner of healing. So, you know, on the terms with him. Um, here's a new name. In Mandaism, Shito is an Utra from the world of light, considered to be equivalent to Seth teacher of John the Baptist and the one who revealed Judaism. Telmelucus is the leader of the Tartucci, chief angel of torment, according to the Apocalypse of Paul. A merciless angel, all fair. Tumulpus has a surprising designation as a caretaking angel set over children or birth during infancy. That is kind of strange. Uziel and Uriel are two angels that I call on quite often. Uriel means God is my light. He's the patron of the arts. So there you go. That's why I like him. Well-known in the Russian Orthodox tradition and in folk Catholicism. The, and then we've got uh, Uziel, who is, was not taught to me as a child. Most of these weren't. I learned them as an adult. But Uziel is an archangel mentioned in some variants of Judaism. And um, did you know Wormwood is the name of an angel? Appears in the book of Revelation. And he oversees war. Zadkiel is another one. I know. Uh, Righteousness of God. Archangel of freedom, benevolence, mercy, and the patron of all who forgive. Zadkiel was the 15th watcher of the 20 leaders of the 200 fallen angels mentioned in an ancient work called the Book of Enoch. The name is believed to mean favored by Zakel, Zakakel. Um, name I didn't see on this list, and I kind of thought that I might. I'm going to go back and look again in the R's. Is Rakiel, because it's an unusual name. Ah, oh, there he's just differently spelled. R-A-Q-U-E-L. My my angel revealed himself with the name R-A apostrophe K-I-E-L an angel mainly of the Judaic tradition considered the angel of justice his name means God shall pasture 
Interesting. Very interesting. Sometimes Raquel is known by the name Acrasil, Raguil, Rakul, Raquel, Rasul, Rule, and Raphael. So there you go. That's pretty much my show for today. I'm down to just minutes here. And I take us out of here. But I'm going to also run this quick little show here. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at B-U-N-E-K-E dot org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.